When people are working, their disabilities go away. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is Green Sense, where we bring you eco-innovations that are changing your world. To make society sustainable, it must work for all its citizens. Mike Carney is the president and founder of Casey Arc, and he's been creating a livelihood and tax-paying productive citizens for people who otherwise would have been left behind. And Mike Carney joins us today here on Green Sense. Mike, welcome to Green Sense. Well, Robert, thank you so much. That's very kind words. I hope someday to live up to them. <laughs> I think you exceed those. And I had the pleasure to tour your operation, and I was very impressed uh, both with your sincerity and the productivity of the people and what you've been able to have accomplished. And before we get into what you do, let's learn a little bit about why. Uh, where'd you grow up and how, how did your upbringing shape your values? I was raised on a dairy farm in central Indiana. We were poor. Um, I uh, worked hard on that farm. Um, I went to high school where I wrestled. And uh, my dad um, was encouraging with regard to participation in all kinds of activities and especially wrestling. And I believe the uh, baling hay and, um, and um, cultivating corn and beans and doing all kinds of other work on that farm is what uh, really led to my drive later in life to continue um, pursuing um, good work opportunities. So that developed tenacity, hard work, persistence? And perseverance and decision-making uh, because we had one tractor and I was the oldest son. So I was the one out there on it. And so when something would come up, I had to figure out how to um, overcome the obstacle. And how did that help you in what you do today? Well, it taught me a number of things. It, along with wrestling, taught me a never, ever give up attitude. I don't have enough sense to quit. Uh, that dogged perseverance, I believe, serves KCRC well, and it certainly has me uh, along with my personal faith. Well, I think you have a lot of company uh, with that types of, of attitude and perseverance. Well, you began KCRC in 1972. The mission was to bring accessible, compassionate, and innovative services to people with disabilities. It's in Knox County, Indiana, which is located south of Indianapolis. Let's talk about how you got started and the federal law that creates this opportunity. Well, I got started quite by accident. A man named Ron Kerr, who was pastor of First Baptist Church, called me one night in September of 1971 and asked me to come interview to be the first executive director of KCARC. Well, I made the journey down to Vincennes. We had an interview. They made an offer. I moved. And um, then along the way is 1979 that I was introduced to a new federal opportunity. It's a, a law, the JWAD Act, Javits Wagner O'Day. And that law essentially says if you are a qualifying company um, and you can make a product at a competitive price, you can deliver the product on time at the quantity required and in the volume necessary, you can have that contract. And so we pursued that and have been richly rewarded for many years, uh, beginning with uh, 1980. A lot's changed since 1980. How has your business been able to keep competitive? Well, technology is one of the things, as you well saw when you were here, Robert, um, some pretty sophisticated equipment, and that makes it possible for us to do things we otherwise couldn't. We can compete with big manufacturers because of that. But those pieces of equipment also create job opportunities for folks with disabilities who otherwise would not be included in the workforce. 
Well, tell us a little bit about the ARC network. There's other ARCs out there. Uh, how does the network help you and how does it continue to support you today? Well, there's a national organization and then come on down a little farther and then there's the state organization, the state ARC, the Indiana Association. And we are a member unit of that organization. We are a fully private company. Uh, we are a member of theirs, but we believe in some of the same things that the state ARC believes in as it relates to people with disabilities and opportunity for them to live a rich and fulfilling life. Well, you have a very unique business model that generates a profit, but more importantly, it employs a wide range of people with disabilities, as you've just mentioned. Uh, your operation makes shirts for the Army, cans powdered milk for the Navy, and manufactures tables for the GSA, very diverse operations. Uh, tell us more about what you do at KC Arc, and more importantly, what you're most proud of. Well, the last part's the easiest for me. I'm most proud of the change I've seen in the acceptance of folks with disabilities in just regular typical life in our community in the 50 years I've been here. It's just wonderful, and it's been a dramatic change. Um, I think that's what I want, how I want to answer that question. And yeah. about your operation, I mentioned about the shirts and the milk mm -hmm. and the tables. What else do you do there? Oh, my goodness. We have a, um, a early childhood uh, education program. Uh, in that program, we also provide special education services to three, four, and five-year-olds. There's 104 kids enrolled in that program, which is integrated with non-disabled, typically developing kids. We have a very large residential program, a fine um, recreational program. We provide all kinds of support services like behavior counseling, uh, music therapy, and on and on and on. It was quite impressive, uh, Mike. And can you tell me how many people you employ and how many facilities you have in the Vincennes area? Well, um, we employ upwards of 400 people. We have um, five manufacturing plants, one in Lagodi, Indiana, and we um, operate other various program, service programs in about 25 or 26 different locations here in Knox County. That's quite impressive. And you, from my understanding and talking with you, you've had a number of these government contracts for some time, some for over 30 years. What's your secret for winning and retaining those? Um, capability, um, determination, drive, hiring good people. Um, I've always been blessed by hiring people who are smarter than me, keeping them around. Um, those are the keys. And if you have those kind of elements in my judgment, and if you have the right kind of core values, you're going to be successful. Well, today, one of the biggest challenges for all organizations is finding and retaining workers. How do you find and retain these good, smart workers? We do have the same challenges everyone else has. Um, today, for example, I sent a company-wide email that said, I think you should have, sent it to all my staff, so I think you should have a t-shirt. Here's what I did. I went down to Tri-State Printing and uh, made an arrangement with them uh, where everyone in my staff can go down and pick out a t-shirt um, and we'll pay for it. Uh, on the 50th anniversary of our organization, I sent everybody a brand new, fresh $50 bill. Uh, about three weeks ago, we provided everybody with a $25 gas card. Uh, I think that's one of the ways to retain people. Plus, 
we are very careful to make sure our folks know we appreciate them in addition to the things that we just said. Uh, we have a very fun atmosphere here. People know each other, people care for each other. We treat each other the way we want to be treated. I think those are the keys. Well, there's an old saying, no one knows how much you know until they know how much you care. So caring about people is very important. Yes. Um, what advantages do you have employing a unique workforce like yours? Well, let me tell you, our um, workers' compensation rates are very low. And with people with disabilities, they're almost non-existent. Folks with disabilities, when they're trained, do it the way you ask it to be done, and it's, they're safe. And so you don't have a lot of injuries. Consequently, I have an advantage because my insurance rates or costs rather are not as high. That's one advantage. The other advantage is our folks with disabilities are very, very loyal. They come and they stay a long time. Henry Peacock died just last year. He'd been with us 47 years. Henry had a disability. And I can go on and on. Maria Puckett, she's a co-editor co of our newsletter. She's been with us for 47, 48 years. She started in our preschool in the 70s. Um, so um, you got to treat people well and they'll stay with you. And so one of my advantages is the fact that we do treat our folks well. And you know what, Robert? They treat us well. Well, that's nice when life's a two-way streak. And Indeed. one of the things that I noticed in your uh, facility when I walked the uh, production floor was just how efficient everybody was. You didn't see a lot of talking. People were very focused on their work and focused on the quality. Speak to that a little bit. Well, speaking of the focus on work has to do with how we treat them again. And they know the product they're paying, putting out is a product that's going to be worn by our men and women in the armed forces. So they understand the importance of the work they do. And the quality is essentially a reflection of process. You know, regulation never drives quality. Regulation only drives cost, but process drives quality. And so those are the two big things there. Yeah, I was quite impressed. Uh... Well, with every workforce, there's challenges. Do you have any special challenges uh, uh, employing the unique workforce that you have? Uh, I wouldn't say special challenges, but I will say that training is extremely important. And um, if we, not if, but since we're places we need to improve, training is one of those. And, and uh, we work hard at it, but gosh, it's really different. Here's the thing about folks with disabilities. Everybody, disability comes in bunches of one. Everybody as an individual and you have to treat them and find them where they are, meet them where they are, then proceed with helping them to achieve what they want to achieve. That's a key. Well, you've got uh, very good uh, uh, vignettes of uh, wisdom there that you uh, uh, espouse. So thank you for that. Um, if someone wants to uh, start a similar uh, business, maybe they're in another state, you know, we're here up in the, the Chicago area uh, and uh, we've got lots of listeners. So what kind of advice or tips can you give them if they wanted to start a similar operation? As egotistical as this may sound, and I do not intend it to be, the answer to your question is, come see me. We'll show you. <laughs> well, that's quite an offer. And where are they going to find you? Vincennes, Indiana. Um, my name and you'll get me if that's that's enough post office or phone or anything but kcarc kcarc 
Vincennes, Indiana. And by the way, any uh, training we provide or any help we give is always free. Well, Mike, uh, really appreciate that generosity. So in closing, any uh, uh, words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience? Well, they're not words of wisdom, but I would share with the audience that I'm really glad I have the opportunity to get to know you, Robert, and to know that I'm be working with you and your associates in the near future. And if there's anybody else that wants to work with you, they have to get in line behind us. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Mike. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I'm really glad to tell your story here on GreenSense. Thanks so much. That's Mike Carney, president and founder of KCR. I'm Robert Colangelo. This is GreenSense, reminding you to subscribe to our podcast at greensensefarms.com. And check out the GreenSense Minute every Thursday and Saturday on News Radio 780, 1059 FM, WBBM, Chicago. Okay.